Hello, everybody, and welcome to Simply Technical. Back here again with another episode, another podcast. I believe it's episode 30 is what I titled it, so mm-hmm. hopefully I'm not off, um, which means we've done 30 episodes since we restarted here in 2023. So um, we're outpacing what we've done before. Yeah. So that's exciting. Uh, appreciate all the love and support. Hopefully the titles aren't too clickbaity. <laughs> um, <laughs> but we're going to talk about vacations Keaton and I have both been on, you know, very blessed to have been on multiple vacations, one with our families and uh, even post since moving out a a few. Um, And so we're going to talk about kind of like our top fives to do before you're 30 years old. So if you're 29, hopefully you've been to several of these. Um, A lot of people haven't even been outside their home state or, you know, out of the neighboring states. So you need to get out there and experience some more other cultures, even within the United States. And something that Keaton and I both have experienced a lot of uh, is Europe. And not a lot of people have been to Europe. Um, Keaton, why don't you describe, you've taken a couple of trips to Europe. Why don't you describe like your first or your favorite one, I guess? Uh, My first one was a summer study abroad uh, program with OC, so our college. And we were like based out of Vienna and I think it was six weeks long. So it was a shorter shorter trip and stayed I stayed a couple more weeks so I was there for eight total weeks but from there you know your home base is in Vienna but you can travel around on the weekends because Europe is so connected it's super easy to get around you have the Eurorail pass you can be in you know you can go to Germany you can go to Switzerland you can go to France Spain if you're feeling a little bit ambitious on the on for a long uh, overnight train um but that was really good but that's what got me into wanting to go back you know when you really actually see how cheap it can be to take a European vacation, you realize, okay, uh, if I can get there, if I can fly there, then I can have an incredible experience uh, for uh, uh, cheaper than would be a Disney trip <laughs> in the U.S. So, uh, yeah, then my, I'd say my favorite trip. So outside of that, we we did another, we did a recent one um, to Italy and back to Vienna because I wanted to show Lydia Vienna since she hadn't been before. So that was our most recent one. And then for our honeymoon, we did Greece. So we went to Athens and um, Santorini for the honeymoon. And it's hard to pick which one was my favorite because they're all so different and they have lots of uh, pros to each to each city that I can't really replace. That's what makes Europe so unique. Like, I mean, yes, in the US you have, different cities have different, uh, um, I guess vibes. I can't think of a culture, just different cultures. Yeah. Different culture. But when you get to Europe, it's really different cultures between cities. So it's, it's a lot of fun to get to experience uh, that like extreme array, especially when you're from, you know, Oklahoma city and, and you haven't really been uh, many other places. It's shocking, but in a great, in a great way. So um, before I go deeper on any of those places, you want to tell about your. Yeah. So what got me into Europe was, I think I was a sophomore, freshman in high school, and some friends from church, a couple of ladies and their parents, they were all graduating high school together, and they went to Europe for a couple of weeks. And so, like, I got to hear about that when they came back. And then the next year after that, um, some of my best friends growing up, their family did study abroad, um, and they went there, and they come back, and they tell me about how awesome it is. I'm like, well, okay, well, I need to go, and, you know, being – you know, the spoiled kid that I am, uh, my parents like, what do you want for your senior? Like, you want to go on a senior trip? Like, what do you want for your senior present? And I said, let's go to Europe, like together as a family. So we went for three weeks and we traveled all over Europe. I mean, we stayed in Paris and Rome for two nights. And other than that, we stayed in places for, you know, less than 24 hours. So like we experienced, I say experience, we visited a lot of places and like pre recording, we were talking about how it's more commonplace now for people to just go and experience cities like okay well i want to go to rome and i want to spend a week there and see what it's all about us it was we're going to hit the highlights we're going to hit the tourist attractions and we're going to hit the Colosseum and the forum and go see some castles in germany and you know not spend a ton of time in places but see like just the main things we didn't experience the cities you know as much as you would if you were on like an eight-week trip or if you only spent if you spent a week or two weeks in Italy specifically, then like we didn't experience as much as that, but we got to see all the the highlights you would say. Yeah. Yeah. 
Uh, and so I really enjoyed it. I, I enjoyed that because like the coolest thing about a European trip is you spend all this time studying history in, in high school and like some of the great, like the cool, like Rome was awesome for me going and I had a seventh grade European class or not uh, just world history, but we talked a lot about the, like the battles and the Roman empire quite a bit and seeing those things in real life of like, Oh, I've seen them, you know, they'd send, they put pictures on their slideshows and presentations. And then you go and you experience like, this is so awesome. Like this looks, this feels surreal. So that's yes. what I really liked about Italy, Italy specifically in Rome. Yeah. Yeah. No, Europe has a real history. I mean, the U S is like a baby <laughs> compared to what's, what's over there. And it's crazy uh, because I, I mean, I guess we're both kind of history nerds. I, I'm not the most well versed on history, but everyone knows Rome and everyone knows uh, Caesar. This is where Greece. we think Caesar was stabbed. And yeah. Yeah. The Spartans, you know, with, with uh, Greece and, the Athonians and the the world famous marathon. Yes, yes. I mean, the beginning of the Olympics. Like, there's so much, and then I mean, there's more, even more to to uh, like. If you go to London, you see all of the uh, um, the monarchy stuff, which is cool. I mean, of course, it's a debate on whether whether or not it's cool. And I thought it was cool. It's really cool to that, see some kind of tradition still alive, and then also to just see all the history of it, which, which is, uh, fascinating. Um, yeah, I guess the, the, there's definitely the two different vibes, the two different types of vacations to Europe. It's like knocking everything out quickly or taking it slow city by city. And I think both have, uh, they have, you know, both have merit. Yes, definitely. I mean, it's not an, e it's not an easy thing to take a European vacation. I think it's a lot cheaper than people, or I, I know it's a lot cheaper than people believe it is. I think most people think it's like, oh my gosh, it's like the most luxurious thing you could possibly do. But if you can get your flights free or cheaper through points, which is not that hard, I think we have an old podcast on that. I think, mm -hmm. yeah, um, yeah, go listen to that because because you go. I mean, I still follow the exact same philosophy and mostly fly fly for free or for very cheap. And when you get over that, everything in Europe is so cheap outside of Switzerland. It's and I guess the UK is kind of expensive everywhere else is just dirt cheap compared to a big american city and so you can do a lot and you another thing is you don't have to spend a lot of money to do cool things like you see the eiffel tower you see the eiffel tower it's right there it's free to see it <laughs> you go see the coliseum it's right there you can pay for a tour to go inside it's not that ex it's not which is not that expensive um but i mean if you're it, like whenever i was in college i was i was a uh, playing broke. like super cheap i was completely <laughs> broken and we were said we're gonna do everything we, we're gonna see all this stuff we don't need to go do the tour we don't need to pay for all this extra stuff just see it and that's awesome we can say we saw it um like and even if you do pay for it like like say you pay for the louvre like you're in paris and you, you go to the louvre like it's not all that expensive and you can spend no. all day there yes exactly exactly like, that's a whole day like you can spend our whole day and you won't you won't uh see everything same with um Oh, the Catholic, uh, what's it, Vatican? The Vatican. Yeah, like, yeah. You can pay to go in there, and it's, it's not terribly expensive. Like, I'm sure it's cheaper than a ticket to Disney. Yeah. Um, oh, definitely. <laughs> I don't know how much a ticket to Disney is now, but Very I'm sure it's expensive. like, I'm sure it's like fifteen, twenty dollars a person to get into yes. the Vatican. And like I said, they have so much art. Like, you could spend all day there. You go oh, to yeah. uh, Saint Peter's Basilica. That's free. Yeah. Like some cathedrals. Uh, go see the Notre Dame or Notre Dame, I guess. Um, like there's a ton of tons of things to just see for free. They have a bunch of plazas, and mm -hmm. um, now there are things that, like you, like you said, you pay. What was really cool? We had a travel agent here in the in Oklahoma that had been to Europe like twenty or thirty times, so like he knew everything very well, and he helped us plan out everything, make sure we're hitting the highlights, not not forgetting anything, not forgetting hotels, because oh, yeah. when you're when you have three weeks there, or two, was it two weeks, three weeks? And you're seeing a different city every night, like getting all the hotels booked and everything and itinerary is very difficult yeah. uh, or can be very difficult. But what's cool is he had some connections there and we got, I think we paid $300 to have a guided tour of the entire city of Rome. Guy, That's awesome. guy rides in the taxi with us, takes us places. Um, he has like tour, uh, tour badges so he can like cut the lines yeah. at certain facilities um, so like we didn't wait in line when we got to the Coliseum. He just says like, "Hey, I'm a guided tour," um, and I, we might have even gotten for free. Yeah. Um, but like, 
it was pretty cool. And so like having a travel agent can help with that thing, that mm-hmm. stuff. Um, but he tells you about the Coliseum and it's just like having, hiring a tour guide yeah. for the day. Those so tour guides. Awesome. Uh, I definitely think the tour guide stuff is super worth it, especially if you like history, because that's the best way to learn it. <laughs> yeah. It's, Cause they tell you something, they teach you so much. And, uh, that's something I've recently started to try to do on our, on our trips is like, okay, let's actually get, cause before I always like to have very free flow, like go with the flow, like nothing scheduled. The, the most recent one, I was like, ah, maybe we should have some tours because I want to actually learn some of this history, especially in Italy. Um, cause, and those are definitely 100% worth it. Yeah. His name was Mario and he was a Roman citizen <laughs> and he like showed us his ID. Like, here's my Roman citizen. That's like, oh, cool. Cool. Um, so, okay. So if you're to go to Greece again, what would you do different or what would you start oh, saying? Would do uh, uh, okay. So this is, I think I would, uh, so typical American to go into Greece for the first time, I would basically do the exact same what I did. So we flew into Athens, stayed in Athens. Athens is not as cool. I mean, it's very cool. It's extremely historic. But it's like a dirtier Rome to me. So it was a little bit just slightly sketchy, not horrible. Uh, it was cool to see some of the sites, but we only did a day and a half there, I think. And then we flew to Santorini. Santorini is like that picturesque white, um, white uh, building. White oasis white building. Dome, or on blue the... dome buildings. Yeah. And yeah, mm-hmm. on the side. Stayed on that side of the island for the first three or four days. And it's just beautiful. Like you just sit outside and feel the water breeze all day. Like we went on hikes around, around the Island. The island is quite, it's pretty small and we ate good food, like just taking it slow. Nothing was scheduled. Um, you know, got wine is incredibly cheap. We would do wine tours. You get like a bottle of wine. That's a bottle of wine. Actually, we try to get the same one every now and then there's a white wine and made it on Santorini. Um, and here you can get it for 25 bucks. A bottle there you could get it for two <laughs> people than water yeah <laughs> it really is actually it really was so so that was i mean stuff like that was awesome but what was really cool is we went to the other side of the island for to end our to end our trip so the other side of the island is not popular no one goes it's like it's still pretty but it's black sand beaches it doesn't have the white dome it's not on a hill like the the e it's called ia is the city that we stay the pretty city is called ia um this when we went to the other side it was called Kamari. So Kamari is a beach, black sand beach. Not, I mean, it's really pretty. It it's not incredible like the other side, but it was so nice. Like there was something so different about it because we would sit and have dinners for hours at these places, and all these all the waiters were so nice. We got free stuff at every place we went to because they just wanted us to be there, and and we talked to people that lived there on that side of the island. It was way cheaper on that side of the island. It was just, it was like actually getting into the the real Greek culture. And from that point on, that was when we said, we're going to do these vacations where we stay in places for an extended amount of time. I mean, three days is not really that long, but it was not a place that's like a sightseeing, like hustle and bustle type of spot. It was like, we're sitting here, we're just experiencing the culture. And that's how I wanted to always do vacations from then on. So for me, I would say do that if, that, if it's your first time to Greece. Now, if we were to do it again, I'd probably do it pretty similar, but I would want to go to some of the other smaller islands, the less popular islands, to get a similar vibe to what we had on Kamari, but even more so. Like, I mean, Patmos is a place that's very popular. That's where uh, John wrote Revelation. So I think that would be really cool to go to. And then there's several other islands that are less populated that would be very interesting to go to. Like, we've we actually used to follow this guy who makes a show called My Greek Odyssey, and he basically is going to every single island in Greece, and we loved that show. I think we've watched it like three times through until it got removed for for uh, uh, U.S. citizens. I guess only Australians can view it now for some reason, like whatever streaming deals they have. Uh, but that was when we were inspired. We're gonna go to. We're gonna eventually go to the other smaller islands, and I think that's what we're planning on doing for 10th anniversary. Is what we promised promised ourselves so a few more years or several more years um but yeah that was that was the greece side okay yeah i've never been to greece um i mean i can imagine like the picture picturesque um greek pictures and um just like soaking it all in 
when it came to Greece, didn't their economy collapse not too long before you went? Yeah. Too, yeah so I, I don't so. know. Did that make it cheaper? Do you know? I'm sure it did. Uh, it was a few years before we went. I, I guess we went in 2019, and I think I don't know when the economy collapsed. Like 2015, 20. This economy collapse, uh, but it was definitely a lot cheaper. And when we talked, I really actually I'm not a very that social person, but when I when we're overseas, I really try to talk to everyone. Like if we are in a taxi, try to get to know the taxi driver a little bit. Like. What do you do? How, how long have you been here? Or did you grow up here? Like, how long have you been a taxi driver? And like in Greece, it seemed like everyone had a different job before the crash. And then because of the crash, they lost their jobs and now they're a taxi driver. I think that was the story that we heard over and over again. Uh, in fact, I don't know if there was a single taxi driver who didn't tell us that story. <laughs> yeah, I really don't like being a taxi driver, but <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Uh, but yeah, I think that definitely made it a lot cheaper. Would you, I, I guess this is a little bit on the realm. Would you drive when you're in Europe? Would you <laughs> I, recommend people drive? Did, have I told you this before? Maybe, but oh I don't know gosh. what you're referring to. Uh, so on our Italy trip, I did drive. Uh, this this most recent one? The most recent one. And no, I would never recommend it. <laughs> <laughs> it's a nightmare. <laughs> uh, so... Uh, I guess what we were doing is we, w we went to Florence and we spent, we were with uh, our friends, Matt and Hannah. Matt's been on the podcast several times. And, and Hannah's been on before as well. Oh yeah. That, that was, that's true. The power couple the, that's been on the yeah, technical podcast. The only, the only couple, yeah. <laughs> uh, but we did greet or we did Florence for a few days and then we, we wanted to go to, out to the countryside in Tuscany uh, where we stayed for three more days. And cause that's what I was saying. I wanted to get that like, local mm -hmm. experience and that was the best way to to do it well it's hard to get out there um without having a car and taxi i guess the taxi services we could have done but if we didn't have a car then we couldn't really drive around every day outside of the house if we wanted mm -hmm. to go somewhere else or do a wine tour or something uh, we're kind of stuck because we're out in the middle of basically nowhere uh tuscany and so got a car in florence Oh my gosh, the driving there was so hectic. I, I, I've never been so nervous in my life. Like, uh, I think I almost killed like five people on on their little, not bikes. the motorcycles, whatever those bikes are called, the mopeds. Mopeds, yeah. And because they're rude, they don't they don't have any signals. That like the they're just like hit just, me. Yeah, yeah, they don't care. They don't care at all. It is so different than driving Oklahoma City. And it was so busy. And then on the way in. Well, actually, I guess that's on the way back. But when you're going from Florence to the countryside, it's super, super windy. And you have people behind you, like, tailgating you. And these roads are so narrow. Like, a lot of times only one car can fit through one way. So, so like, someone's coming the other way. you got to pull over to the side and let them through, especially if you're the American driving, like, uh, you know, I'm not going to be the aggressive one in this situation, but people are Italians are behind you, like tailgating you. Sometimes they honk. So I'm going pretty fast, like winding around every single person in the car threw up. I had to pull up, pull over every, <laughs> I had to pull over so many times and they all, they all threw up. So hopefully I don't get mad at me for, for telling that story, but that's funny. Yeah. That, that I always said the next time I'm driving over there or next time we do the Tuscany thing, I will have be rich enough to afford a chauffeur. And, <laughs> It just, I mean, it's such a tough decision because being out there was the best part of the trip, I think, or at least one of the best parts of the trip. And it just, it was so stressful getting out there, though. So on our trip, we drove, but we didn't drive. Our our tour guide suggested, or not tour guide, uh, travel agent suggested that we don't drive in Italy and we don't drive in France. Okay. Yeah, so, don't drive in Italy. <laughs> and I know why because when we rode in the taxi, like there's no the only lines are when you pull up to like a stoplight or something. Yeah. Everywhere else there's no line. There might be a center line between the two opposing lanes, but like at, when you go into a roundabout, there might be it might be a four lane road, but you got eight cars. Like yes, and yes. You're all driving in the circle, and they're all honking at each other, and they're all like slamming on each other's like on the brakes and like going around. It's it's nuts. Yes. Um, but it's like, I'm going to drive where I can drive. Like if I fit, I'm going there. So 
we didn't drive. We just took a taxi when it was local, which when you're out out of the in the country, you know, a taxi is going to be a lot more difficult to get or mm-hmm. a lot more expensive. Um, so we took taxi locally and then we took trains to cities. So we started in Rome, went to I think it's Florence and then Venice. I'm not for sure which uh, which one we went first, but I'm pretty sure it was Florence and Venice. Um, and we got a tour guide actually in Florence as well. Um, but we took a train to between the two or between the cities and then took a train from Italy to Germany and picked up a car and we were driving. The other places are not too bad. Yeah. yeah. Uh, Germany's not bad. Um, it's just like the big cities, but there was some pretty windy roads. Um, I'm trying to think of where it was. Might've been some of the smaller, like in the, Germany, probably maybe in Germany. Yeah. Uh, they were still too, too lane, but when you, it was only really windy when you got into like the small towns, the small towns yeah. were pretty windy, Yeah. but I don't really remember people being behind us that much. I don't know if it was just the, the time of day that we were traveling mm-hmm. or what, but, um, I, I didn't mind us too much when we weren't in the cities, big cities. Yeah. So then we dropped our car off in Amsterdam and took a train from there was experienced Amsterdam for a little bit. You know, of course you got to walk through the red light district. Um, <laughs> don't worry guys. I didn't see anything. Um, and then took a train to Paris and then yeah. flew out of Paris after a couple of days. So I would say, yeah, don't, I would take the travel agents advice. Don't try to drive in. Obviously, as obviously you can't really drive in, Ven- uh, in Venice cause it's all yeah, yeah, boats, no. but, um, it's yeah, not you know, worth it. You're going to pull your hair out or get an accident. Yeah, so. you know, I looked up after I drove from Florence to our uh, uh, Turismo, which is what we stayed at in the Tuscan countryside. It's like a – so Agriturismos are like – they're essentially like Airbnbs, but they are active farmhouses. So these people like are actively producing, you know, like wine. Wine. Is, wine is generally what they're making, olive oil, um, usually everything they – they can over there uh but like i got to the place terrible terrible experience on the way driving as i already said and i looked up immediately i was like uh worst drivers in the world like just to see where are the worst places and italy was up there with like like india has is really terrible to drive in i mean i'm sure you've seen the videos of like people driving in there like italy was right there and it, and it apparently like Italian drivers are just insanely aggressive as well, which I learned but didn't realize before. <laughs> just, it was just terrible, terrible driving experience. Yeah, um, yeah, you're gonna like I said, you're gonna get either pull your hair out or get in an accident fly, yep. or driving in. I don't think Paris was all that bad comparative to Italy, but it wasn't good. It wasn't great. Yeah. Oh, you, and know, you can walk to a lot of the places there too. Like the Eiffel Tower is not too far from the Arch of Triumph, and at least I don't remember being all that far because I don't think we took a taxi at all in Paris. We just walked everywhere. Oh, well, yeah, yeah, that's the nice part about most cities in Europe. So, so one more thing before I stop on the driving. When I did pick up the rental car, and the guy uh, was like, "Oh, do you want to buy the insurance?" Like the normal. You know, the rental car. Try to upsell stuff, yeah. Yeah, yeah. And I was like, no. And he said, you American? I was like, yes. And he said, you're from New York City? And I was like, no. He said, please just get the insurance. (laughs) (laughs) Trust me. (laughs) I think I ended up getting like the lowest one. But gosh, if I was to go back, I would buy the max. (laughs) Uh. Yeah, let's let's move on to the next next destination spot. Um, so I kind of I wrote down Yellowstone, mm-hmm. and you said you've never been to Yellowstone, right? Nope, no. Nope. So I've been three times. I went when I was a really young kid, and then I went twice in high school. And the first one, I think we were there for a week, and I think we were in actual Yellowstone because, like, we we pulled our trailer um, from Oklahoma City all the way up to. We went into Jackson Hole, which is, I feel like, pretty iconic. They have, like, the antler. They have, like, antler uh, Oh yeah. Uh, archways to, like, go to their park. And it's, like, a pretty chill, relaxing place. Um, 
so we pulled our trailer up there, camped in Yellowstone. Uh, if you consider trailer camping, some people don't. If you you know if you're not tent camping, you're not really camping. So uh, did that, but it's really cool to see just nature, like this mm-hmm. just beautiful countryside, or I guess country, I just wouldn't say countryside, like just the wild. Yeah. And driving through, and now it is a little tainted because you see a bunch of cars there, so like it's not. But I mean, there's just vast open fields with just buffalo. They're walking between your cars. Um, you'll see some other varmint there. Um, in the win- when we went in the winter, we saw some, I think it was some wolves walked between our snowmobiles. Um, which is like really cool. You could see the geysers now. It does kind of stink some, like like actual yeah. stink, like smell. Because um, you just smell like sulfur, sulfur and yeah. Um, but it's also amazing. Some funny stories from like park rangers talking to park rangers is people don't realize that the animals there are like wild. Like they expect it to be a zoo, like a petting zoo. And so they go there and they're like, Hey, park ranger, I didn't get a good picture of the moose or the bear can, uh, I say moose. We didn't see any moose in Yellowstone, but, uh, bison, like get the bison to come back over here. Like I didn't get a good picture. And they're like, get it to come back. What do you mean? What? Like I, I need a good picture. Like I didn't see it very good. And they're like, it's a wild animal. <laughs> like this is not like <laughs> yeah, it's domesticated a little bit because it's around people, but like it's there it's wild still. That's and amazing. so like they also said that people will put their kids on bison and take pictures. Oh uh, my gosh. And yeah. Um so it's a little crazy. People don't realize. Yeah. I mean, it sounds common sense, but I guess if you're not really exposed that much to life i don't i don't know the right term but if you, <laughs> we're, we're a country that has no common sense yeah, i i guess <laughs> um so yeah, there's, yeah uh there's some other cool like i said jackson is pretty cool i think we went on a uh elk if you go out really early in the oh, morning yeah. in yellowstone you see a bunch of elk but they have like an elk refuge so i've been yawning a lot um there's an elk refuge and they feed these elk because there's too many elk there. It's kind of like a, if you ask me, let them die, but there's too many elk. And so because there's too many elk and their food goes down, well, guess what? This refuge feeds them. So like, they don't let natural selection. Yeah. Happen. There's not like, like all the elk survive. I say all, a lot of them survive because you're feeding them so they have abundance of food but it does lead to like you get a cool tour where you get in a i think it's a sleigh and you have horses pull you and you're just like getting pulled around this field and there's just elk everywhere like you can reach out and touch and not supposed to but you can reach out and touch them they're like they're that close um so but also they do because there's too many elk like they they can't afford all the food i guess sometimes and so yeah. every once in a while they'll have a elk hunt. <laughs> really? So you go you go out to this elk hunt and I it's not really hunting because they're so domesticated, like you yeah. could just walk up to them. So you just walk up to them and shoot them and oh, you get your elk hunt. Um it's kind of gruesome, but yeah. um and yeah, so Jackson is pretty cool. There's like that kind of stuff to experience. They have some other like zoo stuff around i think it might be cody wyoming i think is there's a zoo mm-hmm. and a lot of the animals you'd see in yellowstone are just in this zoo um like a, a bunch of bears bear cubs i think they have some moose there it's not even like you could be there for a couple hours and you could see everything very easily um but it's just cool to experience like this nature um mainly uninterrupted by humans yeah, you know there might be some walking decks and stuff. Um, seeing these animals, mm-hmm. and just because you like, I say Yellowstone. That also includes like the surrounding areas. There's like the Tetons, just south of Yellowstone, that has like some beautiful mountains, mm-hmm. and um, it's its own national park as well. And I think we saw that's where we saw a moose. Meese, moose. We saw the moosen um, there in Yellow or in the Tetons, um, getting off the road and walking to like a river, and there's a bunch of moose. That's cool. There. Yeah, you um, can see. I've never done those uh, 
definitely want to eventually. I guess the closest thing I've done to the, the nature side for vacation is Estes Park slash Rocky Mountain National Park, which are, I mean, Estes Park is like the city town right outside Rocky Mountain National Park. And you see definitely see uh, uh, quite a bit of moose out there, which is awesome. Well, Estes Park is absolutely stunning. It is. I I I love it. I I definitely I I really want to do this weird vacation where I just go out there for like a week and a half and don't do anything except just chill in the cabin, read, drink coffee, and sit outside on the porch. <laughs> um, yeah. So Caleb, uh, if you remember Caleb from college, his mm-hmm. his wedding was in Essence Park, and I'd never been before. But I mean, just absolutely stunning scenery. And I only was there for a couple hours. Yeah, um, it was it was unbelievably beautiful, and they have you know obviously great wedding photos. <laughs> oh yeah, sure. Um, and Yellowstone, you could probably, if you're booking it, you could do it in two days. Mm-hmm. You could. They have two different loops, so they have a road that goes across the middle, and then they have a southern loop and a northern loop. And if you like, didn't dilly dally, you could you could spend two days there and get all of it. Yeah. Um, now, if you're really looking for specific animals, or like, just kind of take your time, three or four days would be fine. Um, but Yellowstone also books up super quick, so you got to like book pretty far in advance. Oh, and they have really? cabins there, or you can be outside yeah. and travel in. Um, I'm sure the cabins in Yellowstone are very expensive. Oh, I'm sure. Uh, but yeah, we like we picnicked out there, like drove our truck in there, and. Pulled down the tailgate and ate some lunch and looked off yeah. at one of the fields. Um, so it was really cool. It's a pretty cool experience. And then in that winter, the winter after, we went back. My parents and I went back and we snowmobiled through the park, which also awesome. books up very, fa- like very fast because yeah. they only allow so many people in at once. And you have to be on a guided tour. You can't mm-hmm. just free roam. But they have like, so we went snowmobiling, which is like a little bit more freedom. You know, of course, you're riding your snowmobile. And can be difficult if you're elderly, but since we're talking about under 30, um, shouldn't have to worry too much. And like you get like a suit, like a winter suit and yeah. like a sock cap and stuff. So you can get all the gear. And it's it's pretty cool just like riding through, uh, just riding through Yellowstone National Park on a snowmobile. Yeah, that's pretty uh, awesome. You don't see as many animals because it's usually pretty cold. And so there, a lot yeah. of them are hunkered up. Um, like I said, saw some foxes. They do have like coaches that you can sit in, and it's like a s I don't want to say single cab. Sorry, I'm yawning so much. Um like single room, I guess. It's like a driver and a passenger, I think, and then like eight or so seats in the back. Yeah. Got tank treads on it and like f- goes through and it's kind of similar if you're not comfortable riding your own snowmobile but you can put two people on a snowmobile if you don't you know yeah if you don't want to ride one yourself um so it's pretty cool and i think we did that f- two or three days that's pretty awesome that's um, but the city that we stayed in i think is west yellowstone i think there was like one restaurant open in the entire city and one hotel oh wow just because like Everybody moves away, yeah, and yeah. Um, you have any more thoughts on that? Like, do you have any questions about Yellowstone? Maybe that no, somebody. I don't, I don't think so. I definitely. It's pretty self-explanatory. I want to do, yeah. Um. So the next point would be a cruise, and my experience on a cruise. I've only been on one, but I'd really like to go on some more. I've been trying to plan some with some friends, but just never really pulled the trigger on it. Um, I went to an Alaskan cruise, which was a bunch of fun um back in high school mm-hmm. and you've been on a couple cruises right that, um, yeah i've been on a cruise I, you probably had much cooler cruise experience being on the alaskan cruise i've been on carnival cruises and then or two carnival cruises and one disney cruise i think i i honestly cannot remember all of these would be it would have been in high school and i cannot remember if we actually went on a very short i think we did a three-day disney cruise um but, I think ours uh, was a week. I think ours was five yeah. days. Yeah, I think my the Carnival Cruises are the ones I remember be- more, uh, better um, just because they were definitely a week or five days long rather than three and days. Do you remember, 
uh, last time I was looking, it's like what is it, like 150 bucks a day, maybe 125 bucks a day. It's pretty pretty dang cheap in, for a cruise. Carnival. Yeah, and you could get. I mean, if you go carnival and you gamble a lot, you could get really good deals. I think uh, my coworker was getting like 60 or 70 dollar day cruises. Um, yeah, <laughs> but also like if you go on those and gamble a bunch, gambling, it's yeah. more expensive. But we were talking beforehand that there's like just each cruise line has its own demographic, I guess you would say, and old yeah. culture, its own culture. Um, so mine was out of Seattle. So what was really cool about the trip was we went up to Seattle. We stayed for three days, I think, and then took the cruise up the coast, went into um, Canada for one of the days. I think it's oh, yeah. uh, went to like some type of garden. I don't remember what it's called. Um and they had like a light show and like fireworks and stuff. It was really cool. Oh, that's cool. Um, that's the only time I've been into Canada, but it was a good experience. <laughs> uh, and they set it up so easy for you. Like cruises can be, you know, we talked about the two different. Okay, well, if you're in Europe, you can go like fast paced and you can hit, you know, 100 cities in mm -hmm. 100 days, or you can take your time and hit two cities for, you know, 10 days. Yeah. So cruises are set up so nice that you can choose that as well. Like, okay, obviously you can't choose how fast the cruise goes, but you can extend your stay. Like, okay, well, you know, my first one, I want a five day and the next one, oh, that wasn't long enough. I want a seven day. And yeah. they have, I think they might even have longer, but that might be more difficult to book. And they have three day. Oh um, yeah. I don't think I'd recommend a three day some, just because it's so, you can't short. experience it. Yeah. Uh, I mean, some cruises will do like year, year round cruise. Like you hop on, hop off. Like some people stay for a whole year. Oh, of course the, those you know trend very old like retired people retired yeah. extremely rich people uh but yeah all it seems like every cruise line tends to have their own culture like carnival is kind of the party culture in but general if you're doing a carnival you might not really care that much about the cruise it's more of like i'm Get away from everybody I'm, gonna, I'm it'd be like it's a you want to go to vegas like but on a yeah. boat so yeah. I don't know. That's not my scene, but that might appeal to some people of like, I want to gamble and I want to get a drinking pass and I don't really care about excursions and I don't really yeah. care about getting off the boat. Like, yeah. Yeah. Um, Which you can definitely get off the boat in carnival yeah, uh, and do excursions, but it, it's, yeah, I don't, I don't think it's ever been the, the highlight the top, <laughs> uh, for people, which so, I went on Norwegian, which some people say are bad, but I don't know. Um, it's only a cruise I've been on and it was a good experience. Uh, I mean, I've heard great things about Norwegian. Maybe we're just old, old people now. Yeah. Right? <laughs> uh, maybe, yeah. Maybe they're like, "Oh, you got to go on Carnival." Yeah. Um, but they have like really cool excursions going in Alaska, like ziplining through uh, Alaska, going to some of the towns. Which I will note, the cruise line does basically own the towns, like the towns. So, like, mm -hmm. oh, I'm gonna not buy this on the cruise ship. I'm gonna buy it on here. It's probably cheaper on land. Well, oh. the shop that you bought it is owned by the cruise lines. Yeah. So, um, but yeah, we went, you know, several different cities and got, got into Canada, which is cool. Um, and you don't have to pay most, most are all inclusive. So you pay the $150 or whatever that includes your meals, um, you know, your room, you can pay extra if you want to have like, Hey, I want to go to the steakhouse that's on board. And it's, you know, it's an additional $10 a person. Um, but usually they have like, at least on origin, they had like several different restaurants of different, uh, types of food that you could go to for free. And then they also had a buffet. They had three buffet lines or three buffet cafes or whatever. And they all had yeah. like, they overlap so that they, you always had food access to food. So, um, being fat, so, that, that was awesome. I, I will. I mean, that, that was the big part I loved about the cruise was unlimited food. The food was just my favorite part. I wouldn't say it was like top 10 food i've ever had but it was yeah, still no, good no, no, there no. was a bunch of i mean i would i would say it was better than like golden corral like it wasn't yeah no it's bad. it's cheap it's cheap food but but it's a lot of fun especially when you're in high school middle i, I didn't go when i was in middle school but i can imagine as a, if i was in middle school or i mean unlimited ice cream like just like, plowing ice cream yeah yeah <laughs> don't tempt me um <laughs> but yeah it was i mean this is cool and like i said you can if you wanted to go spend all day in the hot tub or in the pool on the cruise line, which apparently now all the cruise lines are just absolutely massive. You should, yeah. if you're at home when you're listening, Google Titanic versus normal cruise ship. It's crazy. It's yeah. like 10 or 15 times like than the Titanic now. Yeah, they're so, huge. 
Um, because when I think Titanic, I think, oh, it's a massive ship, and then it's like, nope, not very big compared to what we have now. <laughs> you know the the theory about uh the best way to start a new country now is to just buy several cruise ships and put them out in the middle of the ocean and just cease dead. Have your own little colony, make your own laws. Wait, what? Just like you have never, a cruise by wait, go ahead. You never heard of seasteading? Basically it's just like there's no laws really in international waters. Mm-hmm. The, and Maritime really, law or whatever. Yeah. And it's not like uh nowadays you can just go start a new country, uh, the way before you just conquer people and start a new country. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh now the only real way to see their space go out in space or to start a country in the middle of in the middle of the water. And the best way to do that is to get a bunch of cruise ships together and start a country. You have to just strand have... them there? Is that what you're saying? I don't know. I don't know. Oh, okay. I don't know a lot about it. I just heard okay. it's a fun theory. Oh. <laughs> I was thinking like, okay, we'll just make a, agree with the cruise lines and have people come by your city or on your town or whatever that you started. Yeah. <laughs> And then you get rich that way. I don't know. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I mean, like I said, cruises are just so flexible. It's it, it doesn't matter what you want to do. You can do it on a cruise. They have shows on the cruise. They have movies. Um, like there's a lot of comedians. Um, like if you want, if you're seen as the drinking and partying scene, they have that for you. If you want to relax, like you're on a beach. Um, you know, maybe not doing a Alaskan cruise, but. We had really good weather. It was only cold when we went to Glacier Bay, which there's a bunch of glaciers there. So um, <laughs> no wonder it was cold. <laughs> no surprise. Yeah. Um, but there's also like you know, Caribbean cruises and uh, Mexico cruises. You could do a Hawaii cruise. Uh, I've heard that one's amazing. You get to see all the islands. Um, but I would recommend like a five day cruise and that's not too bad. Uh, cause if you think of a vacation, you got to pay for a hotel, you got to pay for food, you got to pay for transportation while you're there. Cause like if cruise, you obviously got to fly to a city, um, and that you're launching from. So like if you ignore the stuff that's common between going on vacation and taking a cruise or a typical vacation, yeah. but you got to pay for hotels when you're there, you got to pay for, or an Airbnb, you got to pay for food, got to pay for a rental car, like all these things add up. And hey, well, if I go on a cruise, like $150 a day, like that yeah. easily adds up and easily takes over the uh, all those things that is listed of hotel, like stay, food, and so. Yeah. And, and, Just fair warning. Sure if you do go on a cruise, make sure you fly to the takeoff destination at least a full 24 hours before. Because one time my parents were flying in the night before the cruise takes off in the morning and their flight got canceled. Mm. and they missed a cruise <laughs> and cruises are not something you can just get refunds on no there was no refund for that you might want to pay for protection or something like on flights yeah, you have yeah. protection but most people are like well i'll be there at the cruise like i plan on going yeah yep. um next would be like a uh, from my side i say big city and by big city i mean like going to seattle going to new york going to la um have you been to those cities before keaton I haven't been to New York. I haven't actually been to. What's crazy is I've been to more European cities than U.S. cities. Mm-hmm. So the big cities in Europe, like London, I've been to. I already talked about Rome and Florence, mm-hmm. and Vienna's pretty big. Uh, uh, well, I can't remember the German German city, but uh, Berlin. I, Berlin. Berlin um, uh, but I have been to L.A. Didn't love L.A. that much. Uh, I think it's cool but, to visit, but it's not. Yes, yes. I think that. It, I mean, they're all different. And fun to visit. Like I did just get back from Boston this last week. That was the first time I've been to Boston. And it was it was kind of I was shocked at how much I loved it. Like it was kind of incredible. It's so cool to be going from I mean, I love Oklahoma City. Oklahoma City is is my I mean my favorite place to be right now. Uh, but it's not a New York or Boston, obviously. Uh it was crazy to see the high rises and like sit in the middle. Like there's just so much to do. Like we went to go get drinks at this similar to place to blue garden or city garden. I, I don't know if Oklahoma city people are familiar with familiar with that place. It's like outdoor sort there's of an outdoor venue garden. that you can have yeah. different bars. I guess so, there's only one bar there, but yeah. Yeah. So they essentially had one of those in 
the middle of Seaport in Boston. And I went to it because it was right next to our hotel. And it's just crazy. Like you're surrounded on all four sides by, by massive, uh, massive buildings. It's like, this is so cool. And I was like walking around the city. Like I see uh, high rises being built and it shows like, this is going to be 550,000 square feet. And it's just what they're planning on doing with it. And I saw several of these huge places being built. All of them were going to be lab space, research lab space. It was like my heaven it was like, <laughs> like that's where biology is really happening is in Boston. So, so yes, the big city thing has grown on me a lot in the last week. <laughs> Did you go to Boston for work or for uh, vacation? It was for a conference and then okay. for, for the conference was three days and then Lydia flew down and joined me for four more days. So we turned it okay. into a vacation at the end and we did all yeah. the typical, you know, history. Did you go visit history. the cop that broke his wrist or whatever? I did. I went, I went to the slide. Okay. You went to the slide. You didn't actually see <laughs> the cop. Though. Didn't see the cop. No. Went you saw his white outline on the ground where he broke his wrist. <laughs> yes. Yes. <laughs> Went to the for slide. reference, for reference, uh, some cop rode this huge slide in Boston and broke his wrist and gives workers. <laughs> the video for, is so funny. The video is so funny. He's flying down the freaking slide going and, like and 10 miles an hour, 15 miles an no, hour. No one knows how he did it because I when I went there, little kids are just sliding down and they're going so slow. <laughs> they just jumped down there with a jetpack. Also, uh, it clearly says on the slide, it says for ages two through twelve. <laughs> <laughs> he was just trying to prove something but it's crazy that <laughs> he gets workers comp now um so uh i didn't really care for la that much i mean there's some cool things to do yeah. there um like a bunch of iconic sites you know of, co of course like hollywood yes um you know going LA hiking up to see the sign good yeah la is definitely worth like going to it's very cool like like you said the hollywood and just going around hollywood the thing i the big thing i don't like about big cities is I don't ever really feel safe in LA. Was one of those that like I wouldn't want to be out at night. Don't ever go to Oakland or San Francisco. Hills. Yeah, yes, it is definitely better yeah. than going there. Yeah. Uh, but Boston, I felt very safe, which I I never really felt in big cities at night. Um, what else is there to do in LA? I mean, there's just a laundry list of things. Uh, Beverly Hills, if you wanted to do like um uh, like a Beverly Hills tour. Mm -hmm. uh, you say Disney, Disneyland. There's yeah. Disneyland, Beach. uh, beaches, all those piers. Uh, Universal Studios is another one, uh, which is another cool. It's not like theme parky. I mean, it's still a theme park, but it's not like yeah. ride oriented that much. Um, it's more about like movies. Like it's actually, I don't know yeah. if you've ever heard or been to it or seen it, but it's pretty cool. Um, Lakers. Yeah, if you wanted to go see sports, like Mecca of sports um well like new york i went to new york in high school i think actually i think i was in middle school mm -hmm. um like of course you got to get a new york slice at sabario just like in the office um mm -hmm. times square go see a play uh, just like really cool things that you need to experience like you need to get out of your shell and go see these things yeah um gotta go see wicked i don't know if wicked's even still playing but it was a huge deal to go see i guess hamilton is another big hamilton. thing right um i, go I see think a broadway show in new york sounds like yeah go see a broadway show uh i think we took a tour of like all the different like the boroughs and stuff like oh, okay here's the bridge and this is uh this is manhattan and this is brooklyn like going to see that and kind of the dividing things and just seeing historical things in those cities um of course they have great food empire state building right um and then seattle i really enjoyed seattle it's a little bit more laid back than those other two that mm -hmm. we mentioned than la and new york um we only spent a couple of days there but you know like going to see like i'm sure they have a i'm pretty sure they have a starbucks museum there um going to the pier going through pikes uh is it called pikes uh pikes peak no, uh, Pike's, <laughs> Pike's, uh, farmer's market kind of thing. No fish market. I think fish market Pike's fish market. Uh, but it's just cool. Like it's just, they're just cool places. Mm -hmm. I didn't like, cause I didn't spend a ton of time there. They have amazing food in Seattle. The, from where I work, a bunch of people are from Seattle and all they talk about is the food. 
all they talk about is how good the food is in Seattle and the coffee, of course. Do they ever mention that Oklahoma City ranked higher in the food cities than Seattle? Seattle? No, they don't mention that. <laughs> but I did have a discussion with my coworker about that or my lead. Really? He's like, he's like, yeah, you just there's no good food here. And I was like, I was like, it's well, you ranked fine. top. Is it top hundred or top fifty? Top hundred. Top hundred. We like Oklahoma City ranked top hundred in the. And I showed him the list, and he's like, "What? That's crazy." Okay. But also, like, I don't know. He does not know how to go eat here. He was talking about, oh, I went to this little Mexican restaurant, and they didn't even, like. I was really excited because they give you uh, chips and salsa and stuff, and it's unlimited. And I'm like, that's pretty standard. And he's like, yeah, no, it's not. I was like, that's very yeah. standard. You need to go. I was like, go to Ted's. I yeah. to Ted's. It's very good. Um, but anyway, were you about to say something? No, I think I think a lot of people. The big difference is like in those really big cities that are have really good food, is like. There's really good food walkable with within each, each other. And in Oklahoma City, I mean, yeah, there's areas like the Plaza where there's several good restaurants right by each other, but it's a little bit more difficult to, you know, just stumble upon multiple multiple restaurants uh, if you're staying downtown, like just walking and happenstance, find different amazing restaurants. But with that said, I, Oklahoma City has incredible food, and I will debate anyone on this uh, anytime. Well, the big thing that they always knock on Oklahoma City is what, what, what is Oklahoma City known for? What are the, what is the food they're known for? And some people argue barbecue is pretty good. Like it's not barbecue mecca like Memphis. Yeah, but, no. Um, some people said fried chicken. Um, it's not known for any. To me, it's not known for any type. of I would say burgers, but also that's not a very good thing to be known for. I guess. Yeah. Because burgers yeah. are not necessarily gourmet. But yeah. I mean, we have so many like Tucker's, Nick's. Um, that Several onion burger places one, in El Reno. Go ahead. Which one? Yeah, that one restaurant, one best uh, burger in the country. Was I, it Nick's? Not Nick's. It was an unexpected one, and I cannot remember what it was. It was not like it was a bar, or it was a. It won the best bar burger in the U.S. Okay. And I don't. Um, I know Nick's is Nick's is the like super popular, but you know you got to go there like two or they close it too, or at least the one of them does. Um, Tucker's onion burgers is pretty good. I don't know if you've had that, but yeah, um, like they're just good. I mean, we have good burgers, but I think we just have a lot of individual restaurants to just have high quality stuff. Yes, um, it's not like one really particularly stands out. I mean, like I said, mm -hmm. Tex Mex, Ted's is pretty good. You know, it's not, I'm probably gonna get hate for this, but I don't view Mexican food as really all that gourmet. Um, but like Trace Tequilas and Edmond. They have some really good freaking fajita enchiladas. So, like, I don't know. I could talk about this all day. You can see the yeah. size of me if you're watching on YouTube. So you know that my opinion's valid. Um, <laughs> but to round out our list, I I said San Diego. I don't know if you have another pick. Um, San Diego is kind of like it's a big city, but I I would say it kind of stands alone because it's a lot different than those other three three cities that I mentioned for big ones. Um, yeah. Just because of like the animals and stuff. Go ahead. Yeah, no, I've been to San Diego. I thought it was awesome. I did, but I when I say San, I've been to San Diego, I barely went to San Diego. I did like was with the family, did a day at the zoo, the the famous zoo. So yeah, they have the San Diego Zoo is super famous. Is it all outdoors? Like you can ride like a train around. Yeah, you outside. you you. It's so big that most of the time I think you need to get on like a hop on a Trolley thing to drive you around. Yeah. Um, it's been a long time since I've been, but I know they have fantastic beaches. Um, like I would say some people might even argue the beaches there are better than LA. Uh, Pro I would say probably, probably so. I'm mean, they're probably not as crowded as well. Mm -hmm. Uh, I think San Diego has a famous pier. I'm pretty sure if I remember correctly, if I'm thinking of the right place. Um, but then they have like what SeaWorld, the SeaWorld's still a thing, you know, whether you agree with animal cruelty or not, or, you know, whatever. <laughs> whether you agree with <laughs> that's not the right way to put it. I, I'm digging myself into a hole here. Um, if you agree with the zoos or not, I mean, some people like obviously hate zoos and I think SeaWorld sticks out as like one of the worst ones as far as like hurting animals. So, yeah. <laughs> but SeaWorld is, is cool to go look at. You, you don't support their, uh, at least with the killer whales, that's the biggest like thing they're known yeah. for. Well, you know, they're, they're getting revenge on this uh, throughout the world right now. Have Ooh, you seen those stories? About the aren't, they, like, aren't they attacking boats? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. 
they like team up and have taught each other how to seek sailboats or something. Do they get food out of it? Like, no, it people? seems like they a just... play. It seems like they're playing or something. Uh-huh. But you know, we've we've turned it into a funny like it's a war. They're getting the revenge for Sea yeah. World. <laughs> Shimu is out there and <laughs> told them what they're doing in the at Sea World. <laughs> uh, well, I mean, killer whales just like they'll they'll use their tail and like fling things in the air yeah. as like high as they can and kill these seals or whatever. Mm-hmm. So. Um, I think they they're apex predator for sure, but like they just are bored, so they just play with their food, I guess. Yeah, like a toddler. Um, but yeah, San Diego, super cool. I, it could be pretty relaxing because, um, like, a beach, you know, beach week, I guess you could say, um, and go to the beach and hang out for a week, um, and then go to the zoo and or Sea World. Maybe you don't want to go to SeaWorld because they're monsters, but um, I've been before. Don't cancel me. Uh, do you have any cities that we missed or like some dark horse picks? Maybe. Uh, my repl- Okay, so I did really like San Diego. I need to experience the full thing. But now my new pick as of this week, I'd put Boston right there. Boston. I thought it was awesome. I mean, that's our oldest history in the U.S. basically. So you get to see that. You get to see the high rises. My love, you get to see the mecca of biology. You get to go to Cambridge to see Harvard and MIT and all the stuff they're doing out there. So that was that's my new my new pick. Also, the food was great. The lobster rolls, fantastic. The only downside is it is ridiculously expensive. Like like I I mean it was like you can't spend less than twenty dollars on a meal, basically, <laughs> which is just crazy, That's ridiculous. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Which here in Oklahoma, it's you know inflation's gone kind of crazy, and if you spend thirteen dollars, you know thirteen fourteen dollars on a meal is like, thank goodness. Yes. Yeah. No. No. Uh, um, Lydia and I's like birthday spot is uh, free to Southwest. Great food. All those plates are like twenty five to thirty dollars uh 30 25 to 40 dollars a plate usually in the 30 30 dollar range well that's not gonna once a year like oh we're gonna splurge we're gonna splurge on this this place and then we go to boston it's like all right you want some chicken nuggets <laughs> okay 35 dollars please <laughs> so that's we the put only them downside. in the air fryer for you <laughs> that's the only downside you can find cheap places but uh it's very expensive. well okay so i guess my this is probably not a hot take. But like, why would you go on vacation? Go to experience a new culture, a new place, new uh, new food, and then you go to McDonald's. Oh, like, it drives me crazy. That's like, my... why would you? Like, I could understand if it, okay, it's midnight. Like, my flight just got in and I'm hungry. I didn't eat anything on the flight because it was forty five dollars. Yep. And you get in and it's late. Okay. Yeah, you can. You know, McDonald's or another late night fast food place that you can get anywhere. Um, and it's okay to get fast food as long as it's not a chain that's accessible to you, like in and out. Like you go to Dallas, you go to California. Okay. You know, it's fast food. It's in and out. That's fine. Or like Southeastern United States. I think it's called crystals, um, or Bojangles. It's like their Popeyes. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Crystals is like white castle for Southeastern United States. It's like, okay. Getting fast food is okay. Um, but you got to get something that you can't experience elsewhere. Like what's yes. the point of going on vacation? If you're just going to experience the same thing or sit in the you know hotel, um, you got to experience things. Yeah. That my, that's also my hot take. I will join you in that. Uh, I could not stand when we were in Vienna and people were going to Starbucks, Vienna, the like coffee capital of the world, the, the place where coffee houses catalyzed two world wars and you're gonna (laughs) you're gonna go to starbucks come on so i'm with you on that i will say when we were in europe we went to a bunch of hard rocks and ah you and that's probably bad but like when we get to cities it'd be late and so it kind of goes along with my it was late a lot of places close like authentic places so like it's not like every meal we went there but when we get to a city late we probably ate at four hard rocks, which is probably too many. We had like four hard rocks in three weeks. So, um, you know, I might be eating my own words with that, but um, we kind of had an excuse. I mean, 
we did experience McDonald's and Burger King there as well, and they were different. So like, mm-hmm. now I'm backtracking on my hot take a little bit. It might seem like that, but I'm not. Um, no, McDonald's in Europe is a little bit indefensible. indefensible. <laughs> I don't know about that, but did you experience McDonald's in Europe? No, I mean I do know it's a lot different, but yeah. but it's uh, I mean it's basically the same thing, but it is a lot. They have different things. One of the cool things uh, I think we were Burger King. They for a regular meal. We got some type of like cups or something until like we have these Coca-Cola cups or glasses, plastic glasses that are like limited time only. So that was kind of cool. Um, while we were, I think it was Burger King. Then we ate a, one McDonald's, one Burger King, a bunch of Hard Rocks. Um, yeah, I think Amsterdam is where we ate at Burger King. I think. No, that was when we ate at McDonald's. Um, right next to Red Light District. It was really nice. <laughs> Great views. <laughs> I'm kidding, guys. I'm kidding. But um, if you don't have anything else, um, this has been something technical. Thank you guys so much for watching, and we'll catch you next time. See ya.